Hi, welcome to the Infinite Filmmakers Release the Genie Within webcast. My name is Rich Smith. I'm a filmmaker and a spiritual life coach. Today, I have Dean Regan. His practical ministry is called Living in Concert with Life. As a licensed spiritual counselor and professional entertainer, Dean is driven by a loving and inexhaustible desire to help people live harmonious and satisfying lives as he works with clients one-to-one -one in group events. Dean combines music and core values to help people feel conscious centered and courageous in the midst of all life struggles. Dean, tell me about your our concert in life and how you came about creating it. Well, for years I was doing stage work and then it, it evolved into me doing concert work. I would do solo concerts with um, piano or band uh, doing Broadway and standards. And whenever I was doing my concerts, it was, our, our byline was really Dean Regan in concert, dot, 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 with life bringing some energy into some of the marketing. And as I moved into my spiritual path and I became a licensed spiritual counselor, I started to really grow my, grow my business and, and grow my practice. So I, I've got this private practice that we call living in concert with life. Taking that flow that is your centered and best life and really grabbing hold of it and making choices to live in concert with the life that you're living. So instead of pushing against it or, or railing against it, uh, but really using your life and being in that kind of Tai Chi flow in life. So that's, that's how living in concert with life uh, came about. Awesome. Uh, licensed uh, spiritual counselor you talked about. Exactly. What is that? Well, um, my my I was originally uh, I grew up in the Christian Science faith and as an adult I continued in that faith for a, a good portion of time and and as an entertainer I was looking for something that would really embrace my whole community and I found religious science and after I was studying I was studying over at North Hollywood Church of Religious Science I was a congregant there I really decided that I wanted to become a spiritual counselor. And I got licensed through Centers for Spiritual Living um, for a, a, in a licensing program to be a licensed practitioner for the church. So that's where I got my licensing from is through Centers for Spiritual Living, which is the, uh, the, the founding organization uh, yeah. of religious science. Yeah, yeah. Church of Religious Science, not to be confused with Scientology. Yes, or Christian science for that matter. Yeah, or Christian science. Yeah. Uh, it was actually uh, developed by uh, Ernest Holmes. Ernest Holmes, as you say, he's the, the founder of religious science. And the quickest way into understanding religious science is change your thinking, change your life. It meets people where they are. It's, it's about your thought. As you discover more about the faith of religious science, you recognize that though, yes, there are psychological aspects of it in the um, psychological premises that it does embrace, through those psychological premises, it also brings you closer to a feeling, a sensing, and a knowing of a faith, a belief in a power higher than your, yourself that you can actually engage with. And this is just it's always been fascinating to me and uplifting to me. So having gone through the practitioner training 
and also done a lot of study in, in the, the coaching world, I was looking for an idea of how I could bring something that really uplifts me into my uh, private practice. And music does that. Yeah. So one of the things people always say about North Hollywood Church of Religious Science is we got great music there. And it's one of the things that it, it uh, really uh, inspired me to go there and ke keeps me there as well as uh, the magnificent ministers there, Dr. Mark Vieira and Reverend Mark Lepontz. And it was that music that really connected in with my spiritual, my faith, that sense that when I'm listening to music, oftentimes it transcends any of my problems, any of my concerns. And I find myself in a choice to feel better, to feel more proactive, more productive. So that's really how the earnest home science of mind can connect it up with and inspired the living in concert with life is just that as you have the film metaphor for your 52 principles, I'm working really using music as a thing that uplifts the soul and unburdens the psyche. Yeah, that's great. So you're talking about in concert with life and in the um, spiritual teachings of Ernest Holmes, there's one life. Yes. So what is the relationship between, let's talk about your, um, in concert with life and that one life. Well, do you have any ideas on that? I mean, well, well I, I think, and there, and there's, that's, that's what one thing there's that aspect of our life. And that's why we call it living in concert with life. Being in concert with life is, is a, a wonderful thing. And it's, it really brings you into a great flow, but living feels more like the actions that you take living in concert with life. And so we use those actions, that actual living, our choices and thoughts, our choices of what we do during the day to be in concert with that experience that we have in the human form that is life. But as you elevate your consciousness a little bit, you sense, at least I sense, and a lot of folks that are my mentors and teachers sense that there's just one life. And that life we call God. There's yeah. an energy, there's a power, there's a presence, there's a wisdom, uh, that intelligence, that essentially that love that is the energy in between the atoms and the molecules that is everywhere present. Yeah. And is even so huge, so tiny at the same time that it is, exists beyond this time and this place. Yeah. So that one, that oneness, that unity, that one God, that one faith, that one spirit that, that we, we talk about, um, that as you talk about in the 52 principles of being a filmmaker, that there's that one beingness yeah. and that one beingness we're all part of. Yeah. And I believe I've, I've experienced when you recognize that, when you feel it, you sense it, you know it. There's a life experience that changes. Yeah. And it seems to flow more. Yeah. So give us an example. How do you experience that one life that's, you know, in my teachings, I teach that there's one life and that life is living in and as and through you. And that I know in my own life, when, um, 
when I feel really connected to it, everything around me, it's like, it's like the right people, places and things and insight and wisdom and knowledge all come together. And so I'm just wondering, how do you recognize that one life that's working in and as and through you? Let's say in your work with, um, that you do with in concert with life, uh, can you give us an experience that you've had where you said, yeah, you can feel the presence of God within when, because this happened? Well, I, yes, I can. But I'll go in on a little bit different direction than maybe you're leading in that when things are going well and things are thriving, life is going, your, your relationships are in good stead, your, your um, creativity is in good stead, your, your abundance is, is pure and constant, your environment, it's great, it's easy to, it's easier to have a sense that, huh, God is here, spirit. Yeah. He's here. I, I, namaste. I get it. I feel. I feel uh, in alignment. I feel peace. The place that I'm going with that is really so dynamic for me is that when things are not going well, when the the when the appearances are oh, okay, this is not good. This is this is an emergency. This is not anticipated. This is not desired. This is not something that I want. Where I found the most profound shift has to has been when I'm in the middle of that. Yeah. To recognize that it is my life. My life is always happening for me. Yeah. And not to me. Yeah. When you have a sense of your connection with that infinite filmmaker, with that one voice, with that purpose. When you have your connection with that, you can, if you get pulled away, you can go back and experience the flow, experience taking a concerted effort to adjust your perspective, recognizing that your perspective is your choice. Yeah. And, and that's, that's where I've seen the science of mind, the Ernest Holmes, the one with God, the unity come into play most um, dynamically. Yeah, yeah. Of you, late. Know, you know, you have like actors, writers, filmmakers, they're struggling and pushing against the tide and uh, paddling up the river rather than going down sure. in concert with life. And, uh, and I work with them and it's, it takes a while to get to this consciousness level where you believe there's an unlimited power and presence that's working in and as and through you, that's always bringing you your good and to be able to trust in that. And so where does one begin to connect with that infinite intelligence? Look up the word gratitude in the dictionary and look up the word forgiveness. Yeah. In the dictionary. yeah. And find some people who are interested in the idea of love and gratitude and forgiveness and begin to explore it gently. Yeah. Yeah. You know, I was telling you about that uh, app, the new app, the clubhouse. They right. had one on uh, gratitude 
So, you know, it's just all about gratitude. So people would get on there and talk about things they were grateful for. That's very powerful. I do my gratitudes every uh, night before I go to bed, my wife and I. She makes me say three things that I'm grateful for. And sometimes I struggle with it. She goes, you're alive, you're breathing. <laughs> you just had a great dinner. I made you a great dinner. It's like, okay, okay, yeah, those are the little things, but you got to be grateful for everything. And, and you can repeat, you know. Yeah. It's not like you, it's like, oh, I said I was grateful for that. I have to come up with other things. You can, you can repeat. Yeah. I, I, one of the things about my, my practice, the, the living in concept of life practice is I, though I'm a, a licensed spiritual counselor and I have one-to-one practitioner clients, I also have clients who are not uh, employing me for my spiritual counseling skills. They're more um, more tips and tricks about life, mm. more secular. And that's why I go to the idea of, well, when you say how, how can you can begin to understand that sense of unity and faith, mm. I go to those things that we understand as people, which is forgiveness and gratitude. And, and even just that little, it really doesn't matter how small the gratitude is, start there. Yeah. Doesn't matter how small the forgiveness is. And let me give you a caveat just for everybody that's watching. And thank you guys for watching as well. I hope you're enjoying this as much as Richard and I are. Um, <laughs> that, that caveat there, which is forgiveness does not imply condoning you can forgive without condoning what happened. Yeah. If you have been abused, maligned, you can forgive without condoning. Right. And that, that's, a, that's a toehold into forgiveness. I think folks often believe that forgiveness is, uh, I'm condoning what happened. Yeah, and, it, and, and it's not in, in my perspective of it, in um, many wise leaders' perspective of it. Use your toehold into forgiveness, your toehold into gratitude, and your toehold into love. And even if you just went from one to another to another, your association with your life experience would elevate. And so, uh, yeah, forgiveness is great. Uh, take the eye, take the stone out of your eye before you can see the pebble in your brother's eye. Was what the yeah. Christ said, and I call the Christ the first assistant director because he knew more of what the infinite filmmaker wanted for your movie called Life than anybody. And I also believe that um, that uh, and what Christ said is what you could, what I can do, you can do more. And if you say to this rock, fall into the ocean, it'll fall into the ocean. And I believe that he had, he was the great example and not the exception, that he mm -hmm. had such a spiritual conscious awareness that he could perform these miracles that he uh, had, had done thousands of years ago. And I believe that we could perform these same miracles if we had that consciousness. But, you know, there's different levels you get to that consciousness. So to build that consciousness, you got to go through the the struggle. You got to have the hooligans come in and 
and and upset your your status quo so that you can grow from that and learn how to handle it the next time or to change the situation. I, I actually I think I think that yes, you the, the, there are lessons. And yes, I, I actually don't think you have to have that that negative experience in order to point you toward the positive. But if you are having it, yeah, you can use it for you as opposed to oh, blaming, shaming, regretting. That just and that and that that really I think when we're talking about forgiveness and 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 actually gratitude, forgiveness, and love, it points you toward a sense of trust. Yeah. Which which is when you can trust in an experience greater than, than the one you've got between your ears, there's there's kind of a oh okay let's let's do this. Yeah. Let's just let's years ago I <laughs> Years ago, I was on the East Coast and my family came to visit. My mom and sister came to visit and we went up to Vermont and we went white, white water river rafting. And um, we, we got onto this river and it was very exciting. We were all very excited about it. And they told us how to, they gave us the instructions, said, make sure you're wearing your life vest, make sure it's connected this way. They told us, what we needed to do, make sure you've got your gym shoes on and your laces tied. And here's what happens when things are going well. And here's what happens when things are not going so well. Yeah. And so as it turned out, it was a wonderful day on every single level, including the fact that the young man next to me and I got thrown into the rapids. And this was not fun. What? I was taught what to do. I trusted the information I had. I had my arms around my life jacket. I tucked my knees up because they said, you know, if you're if you if you, you get caught in in you don't want your feet to get caught in the rocks. Mm. Stick with the metaphor here because <laughs> it, it's it's you don't want your feet in life to get caught in the rocks. And as I went under the water. I was really clear that there was a power greater than I, and it was that river. Yeah. I was, I was under the water. I was not going to do anything about it because there, that power just was taking me down. Mm. I did what I was told. I did what I was trust, I'm trusting in. And I'm sure it was much shorter time than it actually was. I eventually popped up. Yeah, down the road, down the down the, the the river, and it was such a lesson to go with that flow of the power that guides you, and to take what you learn and trust it, and trust it's going to be all right. Yeah. So as I was under there, I could have drowned, and I was aware. I was like, okay, I can't do anything right now. Yeah. So take and float. All I can do is do what I believe to be true and yeah. hang on. And sometimes I think life is like that. Yeah. That's you gotta go, you gotta go with the flow of life, but you go in and you learn things as you were asking earlier. How how do how does one get faith? Well, 
you find a life jacket, you find somebody who says, you know, I've been through this before. You might consider this. Yeah. Yeah. And you just have patience with yourself. Yeah. Yeah. You know, uh, I have a little story to tell too, is that uh, one time I was uh, with my friends after high school uh, and we went to, um, um, what was the name of that? Walden Pond with Thoreau used to write. Sure. And we're swimming across it and they, are, they were all football players and they were really physically fit. And they're swimming across, they got to the other side and I'm just like <sighs> trying to get to the other side. Finally, an hour later, I get to the other side of the pond and they're all like, they're all done. Let's go back the other side. And I'm like, oh man. So I started to swim back and then there was a life raft, two life rafts and we're hanging on to them. And I was hanging on to it for dear life because I was exhausted. And all of a sudden they started goofing off with each other and letting the air out of the life rafts. And so I'm halfway across the pond. I'm going, oh man, I'm not going to make it. This, I, gotta, I just got to swim. And I swam and my arms got tired and I was so exhausted. I went under for the first time. And I'm going, I come up and I go, help, help to everybody up on the hill. And they didn't hear me. And I'm swimming again. I went under a second time. And when I come up, I go, please, God, please don't let me die. I will do anything. I will believe in you. <laughs> if you I was petitioning God. And this is the reason I bring this up is we're going to talk about petitioning and recognizing this unlimited power and presence. So my prayer work back then was, please, God, don't let me die. And all of a sudden, I stood up halfway across the pond and I was up to my waist and I'm going, what? And I found out later that there was a wall that was built across the pond. <laughs> and I just happened to stand up at, at that right time. And then uh, I rested a bit and then I swim in the rest of the way. Mm. But it was like a miracle, but was it a miracle? Or was it predestined? Was it, was, did the infinite intelligence know that I would be all knowing, know that I would be there at that specific time praying and recognizing a divine intelligence and 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 was was you know what i'm saying is it all was it a coincidence that that wall was there or was it answered prayer and what is answered prayer and so and what, is what is the answer to that what is the answer to that question for me because you're the only one for you what was the answer to that question the answer to that question is that uh that uh, that I feel like God is always always reaching out to me, saying, "I'm here. I'm present. What are you worried about?" And that that was just an example of that to get me to build my faith and trust in this unlimited power and presence that I now have a relationship with. And it took many many circumstances like that, like I say, a lot of trials and tribulations in life, where I reached out and prayed and got an answer for it. Um, um, you know, e even like when I went to buy a new car and uh, just, uh, you know, a while back and it wasn't way back in high school, but uh, in the near past, uh, I couldn't afford a car. And my wife said, just go buy a new car. You teach this stuff, you know, trust in the universe, trust in God, just go buy a new car. And so we're driving out there and I, uh, and, uh, she said, what kind of car do you want? Have you thought about it? I said, no, I just, you convinced me to go buy a new car, you know, even though I didn't have the money uh, a couple of days ago. So uh, I said, you know, uh, maybe a Hyundai. My ex-wife used to have, my former wife used to have a Hyundai 
And that was a nice car, maybe a Hyundai. And she said, have you thought of a color? Because she's into the law of attraction. She's into like, to let the universe know exactly what you want. So I said, well, a black one. And if I'm going to drive, I'll have to drive for Lyft to pay it off. So, uh, so maybe a black one rather than a white one or a red one, a green one or whatever. And so we named everything about the car, three years old, because I was going to have to drive for Lyft to pay for it and stuff. I didn't have any money at the time. And we got up to the dealership. We're looking around. And all of a sudden, we go, I go around the corner, and there's a black Hyundai Hybrid, three years old, sitting there. And I go, that car is mine. I just know it's the answer to prayer. What is the possibility of us defining the exact car that we want to get into this dealership? And there's a black Hyundai Hybrid sitting there. Then we go in and the guy says, I can't give you this car because you have not only bad credit, but you ripped up your credit card, you got a zero credit rating. And I'm there, oh no, man, I should get this car. So I sat there in prayer with my wife going, you know, you know there's something going on here, I'm meant to have this car. And then uh, he came on, he goes, well, can I help you with something else? And I said, you know, I told him the story. I think I'm meant to have this car because we were coming up here and I, did prayer work and I described the car to a T and I came here in the car sitting and he goes, let me see what I can do. He went back in and he goes, he come out and he goes, I found a bank that will finance you. It's going to be like 18, 20% interest, but pay it for a year, build your, your credit up and then you can have the car. So that's what I'm saying that, that prayer is the answer when you pray in faith, when you believe that, you know, Reverend Michael used to tell me, uh, uh, act as if you may act as if you have, so you may receive. Mm -hmm. It's measured according to your belief. It's measured according to your belief. So let's talk about that. It is measured according to your belief. I believe it does happen as you believe, and I believe your belief is important. So as you were swimming back across Walden Pond, which is a great metaphor, swimming back across that pond that new thought leader um, <laughs> right, inspired exactly. and then and then you found here you've got this wonderful wonderful pond and all of this kind of thing and all of a sudden you've got a wall i'm sorry there's no walden wall it's walden pond and yes. you found that place you found that foundation in walden pond that uplifted your faith yeah yeah so if if coincidence works for you, go with coincidence. If answered prayer works for you, go with answered prayer. I would go in the same direction, whether it was coincidence or answered prayer. I'd start co collecting coincidences because that sounds fun. Yeah. And, and, and that doesn't require um, faith. It, it, it does, but... I see, I believe everything requires faith, but in the conversation, you got to talk to people in the com in using the words and the conversation that is understanding and understandable by both of you. Yeah. Yeah. So there, there you were having one heck of a coincidence or one heck of an answered prayer. Yeah. Since you went with answered prayer, it brings me in the direction of, you know, how we, we've always, for those, those folks who are in the prayer I don't know, industry. When folks believe in prayer, they use prayer. There's one key aspect of prayer that I always like to talk about, which is, goes right back to gratitude, is when you pray for something, be it an experience or 
a black Hyundai hybrid and you receive it, that's a demonstration. Yeah. You experience the demonstration and celebrate that demonstration with all your heart and soul. Acknowledge it, give, give thanks for it. Because a lot of times prayers can be like carrots and sticks. I want that, I want that, I want, and you get it and you just like push it behind you. Say, yeah, I got it, whatever. What's next? What's going on next? I want this now. I want to feel this. I want to have this. And you just kind of push them behind you as opposed to going, oh, A plus B plus C equals D. I prayed with faith, an open heart, intention specifically, and open for this or something greater. And D came. Thank yeah. you, D. Thank, thank you. Thank you. In, in, uh, even write it down. Yeah. Send it in to whoever will listen to it. Yeah. Thank you for this. This demonstration took place in my life. Collect demonstrations. Yeah. Or collect coincidences. Yeah. You, you can do either. Yeah. Like you said, that's gratitude that you sit in. But anyways, uh, you know, the more you do this kind of work, what I find is that first it was like, wow, I had a demonstration. I'm going to do this again. I'm going to get this. I'm going to get this. I'm going to get this. And he stopped manifesting all these things. After a while, I don't even like, I just know that I'm taken care of, that I don't, I stop praying for people, for other things for them. Yeah. yeah. All my needs are met, I guess is what I'm trying to say is that it's really weird. It's a weird thing that happens through the transition when you first come into this work and you start doing, you start getting demonstrations. And then all of a sudden it's like, well, you, like you say, oh, I got this. Okay, I don't want it anymore. I get this, I don't want it anymore. All of a sudden you don't want so much anymore. The only thing you want is to help other people to get their things that they need to become more of themselves, or to have God reveal itself, especially as creatives in the entertainment business. To me, the muse, the art, the creativity, that's just God wanting to express itself through them. And when they mm -hmm. can open up to that and allow it to happen, then they reveal the face of God mm -hmm. on this planet. And when they don't, when they block that down with fear, doubt, and worry, and negativity, then, uh, then they don't allow that to happen. So it's our work as spiritual coaches to help them open that up and be able to express the divine within, the muse within them, the creativity within them, the art artist within them. It's Absolutely. like Michelangelo and uh, was it David? When it, within the rock, the, uh, was it David, Michelangelo? I might it's Michelangelo's David, but, but that also is not, um, it's a wonderful metaphor that, that <laughs> Michelangelo saw where David wasn't and removed everything. Yeah. Um, some basic work that I've, I've done shows that that's actually not what he said, but that's okay. <laughs> it's still a great, great metaphor, metaphor that you think this huge piece of granite and that the art artist in you removes what, what is not there. The granite is all perfect. Mm. It's, it's fabulous, but you as the artist, as the spiritual practitioner, you as just the creative individual are seeing what's there and allowing everything else to fall away. Yeah. That's your creative choice. Yeah. So when you allow God to work through you, you're allowing that uh, form to, to you, you're allowing your life 
to uh, be uh, created? I, I, what am I looking for here? You're, you're co-creating. I mean, you're co-creating. Co co okay, you are co-creating by allowing your creativity to express itself through you, by allowing God, divine presence, to express itself through you. Mm -hmm. And uh, yeah, that's really, uh, that's the thing that I have with that. That's why I, be, I feel like I'm being called to work with uh, people in the film business and entertainment business is because, um, you know, I've been through this struggle myself with, uh, with having confidence in my work and what I do as a filmmaker and uh, now as a spiritual coach. Um, to be able to just step aside and allow it to, 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 to move through me and get rid of the fear, doubt, and worry. You know, I teach in my teachings using the metaphor of life being a movie created by an infinite filmmaker, that there's an original screenplay for your movie called Life that was created by the infinite filmmaker that's perfect, whole, and complete. Yet the screenplay that we're working with is the one that is picked up by the producers and executives and messed up and they change the script and they redo it. It's all based on their fear, their fear, don't worry. You know, they fear that nobody's going to want to see it. They fear that it's not going to win an Oscar. Uh, they have doubt that, you know, uh, anybody's going to, uh, that, that it's going to get a five-star rating or whatever. And so they add the fear, don't worry into that and they mess up the script, the original script for your movie called Life. And so it's our job to be able to reveal the original script from what we call like the life that's perfect, whole, and complete. And I find the more I get into this work and the more I, the more I teach it, the more I learn and the more I grow in it. I mean, let's face it, you teach what you most need to learn. And so the more I grow into this, I realize that, uh, that uh, life gets easier when you do this work. It, the, like Christ said, the crooked road's straight and the narrow road's wide. Don't you, do you realize in your own life, have you had realizations where all of a sudden you don't have those ups and downs anymore? And when you do, you're much more aware of them. And you move through them quicker. Or you deflate them in the instant. Yeah. That, yes, I, I definitely find that when you turn within and you look to that infinite source, that you look as that infinite source, as you begin your search for a sense of upliftment, when you come to a point, you can either through inspiration or desperation, as Tony Robbins said many years ago, most people got, go through your inspiration or desperation, and, and, and both of them work great. You can be desperately down on your luck. I won't go into any more about that. And then decide, I will not do this anymore. Yeah. Or you can be an ins inspired by, I, I want some of that. That's something that I, I could be committed to. That's something that as I get to know it more, I am committed to. And that's where your faith begins to be that foundation. It begins to be that wall in Walden Pond. Yeah. That you can stand on. Now, from the, the position of the people on shore, you're walking on water, Richard. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. 
<laughs> in your in your position, you're going, no, there's a wall here. And they're going, no, Richard walked on water. I saw it. Yeah. <laughs> but Richard knows, yeah, no, it's okay. You can do this too. It's a wall. <laughs> See, there's a wall here. And they can look at it and go, there's no wall there. Now, I'm mixing your metaphor a little bit with the whole yeah. Christ image, but it's your perspective. Yeah. That lifts you up. Yeah. And you chose, and, and that was your answered prayer. Yeah. So we, we get to we get to play with the metaphor. <laughs> you got to take a deep breath, thank God. And you tell it as a story to others about faith and talk about creativity. Yeah. Who would have who would have thought of that? There's a film right there, an actual real live film for you. Um, chariots of fire, like, you know, that that becomes something that's so creative and it goes through your life and these faithful moments, these moments of upliftment, they follow you and they encourage you and they inspire you and they uplift you and you start to collect them. Yeah. Fun. Yeah. We're in the midst of a, a, a worldwide situation. Yeah. That is um, deeply disturbing. Yeah. Is, is, almost unfathomable yeah and in our household we are staying connected with prayer in responsibility and there's there's much love unfolding even it even amidst these times and even amidst the the perishing of some of the folks that we love yeah yeah you know, I pray for the people that, and this may be taken long, I don't know, but I pray for the people who have lost uh, loved ones because of the situation. And uh, however, I see so many blessings coming out of this uh, for, for the country, for the world, and for myself too. And I can't help it. I cannot, I cannot see it. I just, I just see it as a huge blessing. Well, for instance, for my wife and I, we both lost our jobs, okay? Uh, she loved her job, so in her case, it's something different. I can't speak for her, but for me, I didn't really like my job. <laughs> I was just doing it for the money. And it forced me to, and it forced her to go online and create a business online. And so now we both have online businesses that we're building up so we can create passive income so that we don't have to do the work that we used to do. And we can only do it because we love doing it. <clears throat> and the work that I do is working with creatives and teaching spiritual principles. And it's what I love doing, and I'm going to be able to make passive income out of that. And it's only because the pandemic forced me to move in this direction. And so out of that situation, I created a blessing or I experienced a blessing. <clears throat> and you're, you're, talking about a you're talking about a concept also of passive income. Passive income is such an it's an energy it's it's the it's the awareness that i'm from the midwest so we work hard in the midwest we, we plant crops and we get up early and we milk the cows that's where my culture comes from 
We don't do passive income. But I've learned over time, the energy of passive income is such a blessing. You're blessing others with something that you've created that is not requiring your toil. It's yeah. requiring your intention. It's inquiring your love, your wisdom, your creativity, maybe a little band leading, maybe you're, you're leading a charge for folks. And, and folks can step up and engage with you in a financial way yeah. that makes the next car easy and effortless to experience. It, and it can still be a Hyundai hybrid black. It doesn't have to be a Lux, Lexus, whatever, whatever. It, doesn't, it can just be what meets your need and uplifts your heart. And that's the energy of passive income that I, I don't, I've really enjoyed learning a, a lot about over the years. Like that's God unfolding. Yeah. Yeah. When you can, when you can earn a living doing what you love doing and lifting others up, that's the greatest gift in the world. I mean, but so many people out there are struggling, like uh, actors and writers and directors, filmmakers, they're all doing these jobs that they hate just to make the money to get by. And it, it stifles their creativity. And so uh, what I would like to do, my big dream, is to work with them in a way where they can start creating mana from heaven, where they can start to uh, just allow their creativity to create income for them, to be able to, it's all consciousness. I know it, I've been there. I've been a down and out struggling filmmaker for years. I've lost so much pursuing this. I mean, my marriage and relationship with my daughter going through a divorce and having custody issues. And I lost custody because I didn't have any money because I was struggling to make my movies. I'm gonna make my mark in the world. And I know what that feeling is like and I know what it's like to be able to do what you love and allow it to flow through you. And then know that the universe is gonna support you, that, you, that the, the money's gonna come. You know, my wife and I, you know, we did lose our companies and we had to dig into our, our savings and stuff like that. So we're not doing too good financially. However, we wanted to get a uh, uh, Mercedes Sprinter van, tra travel van. They're very expensive. We're pricing them $150,000. So here we are sitting with no jobs, no money. And she has out the bright idea. I'm not going to sit in this COVID. We're going to travel. We're going to go out and you know, visit different places and stuff. And she wants to paint. She's an artist. She teaches art. She wants to paint all over the country, different locations, mm -hmm. and take classes on locations and stuff. So she said, you know, let's do it. Let's just get a van. And I was against it at first going, fear, doubt, and worry. No, we can't afford it and all of this stuff. She just went ahead and moved ahead, as it, act as if you have, like Reverend Michael told me, so that you may receive. She started looking for one. She found one. Uh, and uh, she went to the bank. And the bank was like, Meh. the guy was like hesitating. And she's keep pushing and pushing. And he kept throwing stuff at her like, well, maybe you don't want to do this and stuff. And she said, no, I know I want this. I've been wanting it for years. This is what I'm going to do. And she kept pushing forward. Well, we went into prayer about it. And all of a sudden, the guy goes on vacation and another banker person took his place and she pushed the loan through immediately. <laughs> okay, so now we got to worry. How are we going to pay for this thing? There's no worry there. We're not worried about it. Because if we worried about it, 
would ha would would have to lose our uh, apartment or money or whatever. We're not worried about it because I know that it's all divine, and that the that God wants wants you to have what you want. That's going to make you uh, excel and to express the divine within Him. So for her to teach her art to people all over the world traveling through the country and for me to uplift filmmakers that are struggling with what I went through when I was at the at that stage, then that's God revealing itself. He's going to give us whatever we need. There's a, in my infinite filmmaker, a metaphor I use, the prop house. There's an infinite prop house that you can go in there and get it, whatever you need for your movie. And there's no difference between you having a Mustang in your driveway or, uh, or a Mercedes Benz uh, or a Lexus that it's all there for your taking and it all depends upon your consciousness and what you believe and have faith on and act upon that you can have that. Sometimes it may take a while to get the Lexus. Other times it may come immediately. You just like the van <laughs> just came. Within a week or two, we had that van, that travel van. It's interesting how you're talking, as we're talking today, uh, it brings up an idea that uh, Reverend Mar Marshall Sutton has and coined this kingdoms of consciousness, where there are four different kingdoms of consciousness, that that victim into that that creator, where you're in the in creation in two, you're really manifesting things. You've got you've got it down to okay, let's start with the parking space and let's get the Lexus to park in it but we're, we're going to focus on things. But you've also been talking about being into that section known as Kingdom 3, where spirit is working through you. Yeah. In, in the second one, it's spirit is happening to you. You're, 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 getting, you're getting things. But in the third, third spirit is, is working through you. There is that sense of, I could have whatever I want, and I'm choosing love and Alexis. Okay, there, there's, and I, this or something greater. So you've, you've been experiencing that dance because we all dance between all the different kingdoms of experiencing life happening through you, God happening through you. It just, it just flows. Everything flows. The importance of some material things may not be what they once were, even when you have them. And I, I love that. I love that flow that you guys are going through. Uh, because I mean, in the determination to experience and express her art and share it with others, this is the path that you guys saw. Like, here's the van. Got it. Now, God may show up with something else. Yeah, but you're clear. You're definite. You're being definite with the infinite. This is what I want, and there's but there's still, you know, that dance between ego and and that kind of ecstasy of, I'm I'm just in I'm in a state of grace. It's not so much because I want it, but look what what can be, what this can inspire. Yeah. Yeah. And, and to be creating with it in her art and, and with you, uh, with the, the, the 52 laws and principles of the infinite filmmaker. 
th that that title, I love the title, 52 Laws and Principles of the Infinite Filmmaker. But wait, there's more. Release the genie within. Therein is a whole explanation in my experience of that unity that you were talking about. And the, the idea that you're one with that God is, that that's something going on. Well, I'm going on. There's, I'm part of that somethingness. Everything that is expressing in that somethingness that we're going to call God is expressing in, through, and as all beings everywhere. And part of that is expressing through me. So I'm not separate from, I'm one with. Yeah. And, and to, for, for the first two principles, that's, that's when the film really starts going. It's like, when you get this and when you get that, you can really move on and experience the life that you are wanting to experience. Yeah. 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 And I talked about the screenplay, perfect screenplay for your life that was created by the infinite filmmaker. And it's like, how do I get a hold of this screenplay? Well, that's how. You know, you take the principles, principle one, principle two, and you work your way through the principles. And eventually, you'll get there. You'll, you'll start to see the movie for your life that's perfect, total, and complete reveal itself in front of you. And, 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 and I would even uh, uh, humbly uh, suggest that whether you go through principle three through 52 or not, the script is unfolding. Yeah. How much do you want to have in, uh, be involved in its creation? in its co-creation. Do you want to have it happen to you? Yeah. Or do you want to happen, have it happen for you? How much do you want to be in, included in this, this, this infinite creation? Yeah. Or through you. Through you, yes. Yeah. Yeah. That was awesome, Dean. Thanks. Let's just take a couple more. And also, of your seven, um, I should write this down. I keep forgetting. The seven principles. Seven dynamic half steps to living in concert with life. Half step. What's a half yeah, see, it, see, in music, okay, so here's what it's based on. Um, uh, I've got a piano over there, but it's not, uh, my computer's not close enough to it. So when you're doing, when you hear a, a chord, uh, you're going to hear a chord Let's just say there are th three, three notes in this chord. Ba, ba, ba. And when they come together, there's a, a kind of a harmonious sound to them. Mm. But, but your life can also have a chord that sounds a little bit tweaked, a little bit minor, like it's, it's, it's ba, ba, ba. Like there's some way for it to move forward. It doesn't feel quite right. You move your little finger on the piano one half step from a um, from a, an E flat to an E, and you have a major chord, you have a resolved chord there that feels open, it feels comfortable, it feels interesting. There's not the tension in it. And so that's why I talk about the dynamic half steps. You don't have to change your life by taking leaps and bounds, and I'm gonna do this, this, and this, and I'm gonna take this on. And it's, I think, much, gentler, much more graceful to just yeah. take a simple, small choice. Yeah. 
and do it consistently and determine what works for you in 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 this in this uh, in the seven dynamic half steps to living in concert with life one of the things that we we put in there is to feed your piggy bank because we've been talking about that idea of of abundance here that's where i bring in kind of in a secular way that idea of abundance that life is the musical flow of giving and receiving and so daily concentrate on the receiving side of appreciating every scent you take in, everything you collect on, simply setting aside some cash in any amount for the future. From a state, I, I, have, I, have, I have a process with some of my clients uh, because a lot of clients that I work with have a, 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 an abundance consciousness that they want to enhance which I recommend deeply Catherine Ponder's work for any of the folks who are listening. Catherine Ponder's got a really terrific book that just is that thick and it's nonstop abundance. And she's, she really can whip it up into a frenzy, but to, to take just a simple choice to be grateful for that, which you have financially and to save, even if it's a penny, something every day. And I say for the future, recognizing that the future is always coming to us, always coming to us. So, so I just put seven of the different things in there um, that are, are very, very straightforward, very honest. And then, then I, um, I, when folks want to create and talk about them so we can deepen the yeah. work. Because as, as wonderful as the, spirit, the 52 laws and pr principles and laws are, there's, there's more there. There, you can take one and spend an entire, yeah, lifetime talking about it. Yeah, uh, exploring it. Yeah. Um, so I, I find that the that's where the beloved community comes in. Yeah, that you're not just at home right now talking about these fifty-two laws and principles. You are sharing it with others, and creating a beloved community. And, and that's, that's such, that is talk about passive income, that's passive love happening over and over again. You're putting out love, you're getting back love. I, I just Thank love you. it, but we digress. Yeah, yeah, exactly. Uh, no, that was good. Uh, I think, uh, yeah, that was a great conversation we had, huh? <laughs> well, we certainly didn't need to be prodded very much. No, like I said, when you know, when I start talking about this stuff, it's almost like spirit is moving things around and you know, revealing what needs to be revealed has been revealed. Maybe this stuff is true. <laughs> that's what I. That's what I love about it. It just. It just keeps. It just keeps showing up. I. I, I love it. Yeah, no, like you say, that you can pick one subject, one idea, and you can, I think it was, was it Ernest Holmes or Joel Goldsmith who would say that you could spend years on one idea. Was it Joel Goldsmith? Somewhere. I don't know. It doesn't sound what, it sounds like it could come from both of the folks. Yeah, yeah, exactly. Exactly. But I think it was Joel Goldsmith where he said, you know, you know, 
he'd pick a verse out of the Bible. I think that's what he said. Pick a verse out of the Bible, and you could spend years on that, on that be one thought, that one idea. Be still and know that I am God has launched all kinds of shifts of conversation and spiritual expression and exploration and inspiration. Just a few words. There you go. Hey, Dean, it was really great talking to you today. You too. Yeah, this was amazing. We got to do it again. And uh, I hope you do join me on a Thursday evening. I'll send you a calendar and you can pick a date. Well, we'll, we'll set something up. We'll set something up. I would really love, because I'm really uh, committed to having as many of these conversations with folks as possible. I love, Richard, speaking with you about this. I could just, we could even do it without the recording on. I just, I, I, love, I love going through the, these ideas because they're so uplifting. And so that's why I'm, I'm looking to, as, as you are, I'm looking to talk with other folks about this work and, 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 and sow these seeds. So if, if folks want to, let me do a, a little bit of a plug here. If folks would like to be in contact with me, they can go to deanregan.com, D-E-A-N-R-E-G-A-N.com. And that's how folks can find me on the internet. And then we're off to the races. Uh, and you can, you can connect me with me via a phone or text or, or uh, email if you want and download the seven dynamic half steps to living in concert with life. That's a quick free giveaway of my, my pleasure, my gift, and let's open up a conversation. You want to uh, pray us out? I, I think, you know, uh, what we do uh, is teach uh, affirmative prayer, uh, prayer treatments. And so um, uh, usually I pray in on something and I pray out on something whenever I go into a situation. So uh, you want to talk a little bit about exactly what this is? What prayer? Uh, affirmative prayer? Yeah. Sure. Um, a, a, affirmative prayer is knowing the truth. There's a couple of several different kinds of um, prayers. There's the beseeching prayer, like, like, like you said, when you were um, standing in the middle of almost standing in the middle of Walden Pond, you did a beseeching prayer. You said, God, if you get me out of this, I will have faith in you. And he said, okay, here's a wall, stand on. So that was, that was a beseeching prayer, and God answered. The affirmative prayer is taking the idea that I've already got the wall. I would like to experience and express that wall. I know the truth of the love, the, the, the support, the premise that all is well and God is good. Energy is perfectly unfolding. And that is what unfolds in the affirmative prayer. I, we, we connect up with the, the idea of a, a higher power, the unification with that power. Our divine urge and our gratitude, and then we give it back, recognizing that there's nothing else that we need to do. This is God to respond in whatever majestic or mysterious ways that God does. Yeah, that's awesome. I did a whole interview with Reverend Mark from the Church of North Hollywood on prayer treatments. We went through all five steps and talked about them in depth. It was really a great uh, interview that I did with him. Uh, so anyway, so let's do, uh, let's do a, let's pray out. Okay, excellent. So I like to uh, close my eyes. I, I like to align my body 
And so I encourage you to do that, which feels safe and comfortable to you as I speak this word, recognizing that energy, that power, that love, that light, that wisdom, that first cause, that, that ignition of that somethingness, which is ever present and transcends the idea of space and time. That feeling that I have in myself, through myself, as myself, that energy of love that I just choose to call God. I know that this energy of love, this God, is present here and now. I know it. I sense it. I feel it. I believe it. I declare it. I even demand it to recognize that God is here and now present in this word, in this time together with Richard. And I speak this word for each and every ear that is listening to this exchange. I speak this word for each person that is drawn to this conversation for upliftment, encouragement, enlightenment, joy, and love. Each person that creatively has a divine urge and they deeply want it to be satisfied. And even if there is a sense of desperation, I recognize that this divine urge is to be listened to with those divine ears that are listening right here and right now. For each person in the sound of this voice, I speak this word to experience and express that divinity which is yours, that creativity which is yours, that which calls to you. And I speak this word knowing that the perfect format, the perfect formulation, the perfect relationships, the perfect path, the perfect income, the perfect abundance, the perfect joy and power and guidance are here and now present for each and every one of us. For we know deep within that this God is present and this creative urge is perfect to unfold right here and right now in glorious and infinite ways. So as I speak this word, I speak for each person concluding this listening, knowing that as we move forward into our time, into this next period of time, we are blessed, we are loved, we are uplifted, we are powerful, we are progressive. And that divine urge experiences and expresses itself through us, and we are easily unfolding in this creative love. These creative ideas are perfect, whole, complete, naturally creative. And they have a right to bless the entire world. So I'm grateful for this knowing. I'm grateful for this word, this prayer that is already answered in that infinite filmmaker's divine mind. And so I confidently release this word, knowing that it is acted upon. And I sit and wait as I move my feet gloriously in the direction of this divine urge, trusting that it is unfolding perfectly. And so it is unfolding perfectly. And together we say, Amen. So it is. Thank you.
amazing, uh, amazing uh, session we had here. Thank you very much, Dean. I appreciate you. Thank you, Richard. Yeah, we'll be in touch. Great. Okay, again, Dean Regan at DeanRegan.com. Living in concert with life. Yeah, I love it. I love it. I love the explanation. Now, now I understand what living in concert with life is all about. It's the half key. The half step. <laughs> half steps. Half steps. Yeah. Thank you. Okay. We'll see you later. Blessings. Bye-bye.